He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. All right, good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on an awesome uh, Friday morning, the weekend. Hey, if I forget to say it, be nice to the tourists. You know, that's uh, that's a big deal around here. Be nice to the tourists. I know I'm, I am just as bad as you are. When I get behind someone in that left lane going down Main Street and trying to window shop on the other side of the street, yeah, listen, I know, I get it, and I have to hold back. See, I, I've finally learned that uh, since I've been saying this for three years that I actually have an obligation to behave that way myself or I get busted. So um, this has been real good for me. I haven't honked at a tourist and I don't know. It's been a while. Um, so there you go. No more, uh, true confessions this morning. You have four days till March 1st, four days. Oh my goodness. Four days until March 1st. Um, we're asking you please to wait to vote on election day. Um, those of, uh, our election integrity experts, um, tell us that your vote is safest if cast on election day. We're not accusing anybody of doing anything funny, but it's um, easy to do funny things when those ballots are out there sitting for several weeks. And uh, so we believe that your best deal is to vote on election day. So that would be March 1st, Tuesday. That's where I'll be headed as soon as I get off the air on Tuesday is I'll be going down to vote on March 1st. So that's it. Get it out. Get vote. I have in the studio, and we'll bring him in here after the first break, uh, my favorite candidate for Senate District 24 for uh, this area is um, Raul Reyes, and uh, we're going to have another opportunity to visit with Raul. I know a lot of you have my uh, phone number and uh, can text me any questions you have, and I will uh, I will open up my signal um uh, page this morning it is usually not open when i'm on the air because there's uh so much information uh that runs across it but i will keep my signal app open today if you want to send me a question and i will um yeah i'll be on my regular texting as well so let me know if you want to get anything through to me there to ask raul reyes um truckers all kinds of things happening we have, from what I can tell, is it looks like there are two, at least two, convoys, at least two convoys, um, and I have found websites for both of them. The one that is uh, called uh, thepeoplesconvoy.org is doing a I-40 um, route, I-40, and so they will, unless you want to go to, um, unless you want to go to Amarillo, and I believe they're going through Amarillo today. Um, I'm not too sure. I didn't keep up with that one. Here we go. Um, here's this map. Uh, Amarillo, they're going to go Thursday the 24th, 
Friday the 25th, they're going to go, okay, Saturday, tomorrow, they're going to uh, depart from Glen Rio, Texas, which is right on the border of New Mexico on I-40. And then they're driving that day to Elk City, Oklahoma. I'm trying to look. Um, I would say looks like maybe noontime, maybe a little before noon if they're going down uh, I-40 on Amarillo. So any of my friends in the panhandle, uh, Saturday, you can catch them on I-40. Now, the other one I know about is um, the, um, the let's see, this one's called American Truckers Freedom Fund.com. And, yeah, I know it says fund in the, uh, the heading there, but it is uh, the website with all the information on some of the other routes. Now, this organization, American Truckers Freedom Fund, is going to be going through I-10, and so those of us, those of you who are listening over the air, if you're on your radio and your truck or wherever you happen to be, if you're listening on a radio station, then that means you're close enough to I-10 that you can probably help us celebrate and uh, wave these guys on. And so the third, let's see, what do I have here? March 4th, March 4th. They're going to spend the night on March 3rd in, um, let's see, Fort Stockton. Fort Stockton. All right. They're going to spend the night in Fort Stockton on the 3rd. And then on the 4th, they will be heading down I-10. Now, I do have a note that some of those trucks may go to uh, Interstate 20 um, at Fort Stockton. Um, but we're hoping that uh, some of them will stay on I-10 and that means, well, from Fort Stockton, I think there, I got a note this morning from my embedded reporter in the uh, trucker's convoy. Well, she's not embedded yet, but she's going to be embedded um, and is volunteering for him and keeping me updated on this. And here's the note I got. This is the insider. Uh, Fort Stockton, 7 a.m. on the 4th. Convoy should depart Fort Stockton at 7 a.m. on the 4th. Uh, they're saying right now that the best location, if you live right here in Kerrville, is to go to the Mountain Home Overpass. And uh, you can uh, go up there, and uh, there's, nice, you know, there's a nice big parking lot on one side over there on the eastbound lane, which is where they're going to be on the eastbound lane. And uh, so that, and also uh, there may be a gathering at Love's down there at the, what's that next, the next, but, yeah, that loves it. Uh, yeah, in comfort. There we go. Thank you. Loves and comfort. It may be something going on there. I w we still have plenty of time on this, and so I will get back with you. But the rumors I have right now is Alan West and uh, Raul Reyes and Wes Verdell and a handful of other pretty awesome people are going to be at Loves. We'll give you more details, and by the way, on that morning, I believe our embedded, uh, unpaid uh, researcher and reporter will probably be calling in to Harley and then to me to keep us uh, up to date as to where they are on the road. So that is March 4th, and um, so we can see them on I-10. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Let me give you a little bit of a random Ben Franklin before we uh, take off for a short break. And it is truly random. I'm flipping open my book, and here we go. Where there is no law, 
there's no bread. Where there's no law, there's no bread. That's from Poor Richard's Almanac, 1744. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with Raul Reyes. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I got my computer open to Reyes, the number four, Texas.com, R-E-Y-E-S, the number four, Texas. And I don't need to spell that for you. If you're from Oklahoma, just put in T-E and it'll all, it'll all probably self-populate. Reyes4Texas.com. And uh, I'm sitting, also sitting right next to me in the studio is uh, Raul Reyes. Welcome, Raul. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me here. Uh, one more time. Glad to be here. And we're last day of early voting, folks. And, of course, uh, a lot of folks are going to show up on Tuesday. So glad to be here one more time. Yeah, Reyes, the number four, Texas. Look us up. Yeah, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, huh? I, I can. Uh, sometimes you're train it's not the choo-choo train that's right right. isn't that the truth (laughs) yeah it's uh it's so funny how many conversations uh in the last week or so um i've been told matt uh get a hold of me on march 2nd so everybody's phones i don't know there there may be some unplugging on march 2nd for a lot of people um but uh march 3rd is uh probably everybody's phones are going to be uh, blowing up. So, um, let me ask you, what is Mr. Reyes? We've, you've been in here a number of times. We've had a lot of questions just yesterday. Um, I sent out, no, I'm sorry, Wednesday, I sent out an email and, uh, it said, um, that, uh, I had, uh, links to all the podcasts of everybody I'd interviewed. Yes, I started sir. interviewing, uh, in August right. of last year. And I think perhaps you might have been one of my very first interviews. I was, I've been here a couple of times and, uh, of course we always have fun talking and jousting a little bit and poking a little fun of the, uh, Austin swamp who just, um, you know, we're, we're getting ourselves after a lot of Patriots mad. And this is what I tell folks when running around is that, November is important, but the primary, which is this couple of weeks, and then, of course, Tuesday's the last day, is your chance to get the right person in November. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wake up with a Liz Cheney Jr. or a Mitch McConnell or a Kevin McCarthy, right? Because all, all red is not the same. Uh, That's right. You either want, you know, America First policy red or you want Kevin McCarthy red. And in and, and this swamp, you know, uh, my main opponent is heavily supported by dan patrick Mm -hmm. and um you know we're not running against dan patrick but since he's he's chosen sides what i'll tell you is that we need to go up there and and throw some political elbows in the senate to make sure that people's voices out here are heard whenever you send an establishment yes man back to austin what's happening is they're creating silos echo chambers Mm -hmm. and what i tell folks is you they can't hear you anymore because they get yes people that say oh you're doing a wonderful job dan patrick you're doing a wonderful job whoever's up there and uh, we need to go up there and, and uh, make sure that they are. And when they're not, we will say so. Okay. That sounds good. Hey, what is, I'll tell you what, the, the phone's the the phone's been just lighting up here for the last couple of minutes. So I'm going to take a chance here. Let's pull this one on the air. <laughs> that just happened as I came on. It, the lights uh-huh. just started blinking like crazy, folks. So that's good. That means people are wanting to ask some good questions. Here, All right. So, so uh, this is Matt Long's show. You are live on the air. What? Uh, who am I speaking to? Carol Leonard. 
Hi, Carol. Good morning. Did you have a question for uh, Mr. Reyes? No, I just hope he wins. <laughs> I voted for him. Oh, okay. that's excellent, Miss Carol. Miss Carol, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, we've gotten a whole lot of those, and uh, I, I thank you for that. God bless you, and uh, get your friends to go vote for us, please. Uh, hopefully, I've met you, and if I have, you know, I'll be happy to meet you again sometime soon. Carol, thank you for calling. I passed on your message to Harley, so it's in his hands now. Super. Thank you very much. All right. I know you're Everybody traveling. Have to, a great day. Uh, we will, and I want you to be safe. I know you're traveling, and uh, I want you to be safe, and we're going to be praying for you and your husband today. I hope you have a good time wherever it is you're going. I think it's going to be warm. So thank you, Carol, for calling in. All right, folks. Um, uh, Raul, what, what, is the, what is the most common question that you have been asked. You've been now out since August or earlier. What what is the number? What what is the question that you are almost tempted to roll your eyes because? But you don't. Yeah. But you don't, and and you smile and you say, "My, that's a mighty fine question." Yeah. But you've heard it seven thousand and three hundred <laughs> times. What's that question? Yeah, the, it always goes back to the border. You know, what can we do? And uh, you know, you see what's going up in you know Ukraine is up in flames now with Russia invading. And, uh, you know, those are serious world issues, but we still have one real big issue right here on the southern border. And I don't know if you heard, but Joe Biden is considering moving Border Patrol agents into Poland to go help out with whatever they're doing out there. And so what that means is, uh, you know, our southern border is literally defenseless now. And I know we got we have the National Guard out there, but the rules of engagement that are out there for for the Guard and DPS Really, folks, I mean, we're, we're arresting folks to turn them back into DHS, who is then subsequently releasing folks into Texas. And these people are going, the illegal aliens are being hauled into red counties, red districts, red states across America. This is purposeful, um, and, and Texas has to act. So the biggest question we get is, what can we do? And the answer is, Texas can act. There's a, a fine piece of document paper that our founding fathers wrote that says when the federal government refuses, can't, won't, whatever the words are, mm-hmm. to secure or stop an invasion, we have the right to act. Mm-hmm. And we are at those points. I mean, uh, just uh, this past week, uh, something like 3,600 people came in through the Del Rio sector. They, mm-hmm. And those are the ones they've caught. And and just uh, oh, a couple of days ago, I saw 180 Nicaraguans. They're all along a fence line. The question I have for folks, at, at what point we start to see Russians uh, or Ukrainians that say they're Ukrainians coming through or Chinese, pick, pick anybody of our, our enemy opponents out there in the world, do we start to get concerned and Texas starts to act? But, you know, this, I mean, the, the border issues, the number one item right now, especially what's going on in the world and with Joe Biden not really uh, doing anything about things. Uh, Texas has to act like Texas and defend its uh, sovereignty first, and and that includes its borders, man. You know, and I think this is so, it it, it seems like it ought to be simple, but I know it's tricky. Um, We've been, you know, it's one thing to puff yourself all up like a toad and said, we're going to do whatever we want to, and uh, to to hell with uh, Washington, D.C. and Biden. What, What does it come down to on the real world? What happens when you 
What what do you think would happen if Texas just said, "All right, we're going to arm our guys. We've sent guys down there from Texas who were unarmed and didn't have clear instructions, and they couldn't arrest." Right. I think I, I see some logistic issues. We you go down there. Let's say Texas just goes in and starts grabbing everybody. And first of all, we're going to have a place to put them. What in Kinney County? Where are they putting them in Kinney County? And how much? How many cells do they have in Kinney County? They don't. And and that goes back to using you know, look the the Constitution and uh, both the U.S. and the Texas Constitution allows us for 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 Texas to do something. And I've outlined these before, and I'll do this one more time. For instance, it's a misdemeanor for an illegal alien to come into any any county. Well, that would be any county in Texas. Mm-hmm. So when a guy like Brent Smith down in Kinney County, he's the county attorney, folks. He gets an arrest and then he slaps a misdemeanor. When they turn them back to DHS, it's an automatic, uh, you know, trip into the country because misdemeanors don't qualify for deportation. Okay. So if this legislative, you know, Senate and House were to act immediately, even if they did it in emergency basis and lay down a few laws that make it a felony for illegal aliens to come into Texas, when you hand that person back, because we don't, you're right, we don't have enough jail spaces. And so, good, let's, let's adjudicate quickly. It's a felony if you come in here illegally. When we hand you back to DHS, they have to deport you back to your country. I mean, those are these are things that the border county attorneys, and by the way, every every county in the state of Texas is now a border county. And they're figuring <laughs> out that by Texas Constitution and U.S. Constitution that we can legislate laws to help us get uh, illegal aliens out of, our, out of Texas, period. And by the way, using the, the current construct of DHS. Now, at no point there did we involve the federal government other than we, we arrest them like we're doing now. We hand them back and it's an automatic deportation because they have a felony mm-hmm. arrest and it's mm-hmm. been adjudicated. And so logistically, you're right. I mean, uh, when we had the governor go down to Doriel and say, we're going to arrest everybody, the first thing the sheriffs said, where are we putting these people? <laughs> right, exactly. And, where? and so you're right. We, but these are the things that we need to go to the Senate I mean, immediately uh, have a just a total remake of how the laws are based on the defense of Texas. Because, see, everything is based on the reliance of the federal government doing their job. Well, it's obvious that Biden isn't going to do their job. So and now they're busy with Ukraine, which is, uh, <laughs> again, yeah, they're, you know, here we have inflation. We have all kinds of stuff happening. And we're thinking of sending Border Patrol. Can you believe that, Matt? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I read it this morning. <laughs> I believe it was on the Epic Times, and it was just like you got to be kidding me. Now they, he did say he was asking for volunteers, and they have to be vaxxed and vaxxed and and whatever the second or third. They're gonna have this, to wear a mask out there too. Yeah, they're gonna have to wear. A, they have to be vaxxed. It's voluntary, and they have to. Matt, I was I, I was military. I, I was voluntold many times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you just volunteered for this. This is great. And look, folks, and on a serious note, these. A great patriots, you know, law enforcement, border patrol, that, you know, they get that wink that, well, we kind of need you out there and your job could potentially be at stake. I mean, there's a way that they, people do that. And, and so, yeah, they, they're volunteers, but a lot of times they don't have a choice. And, um, mm. and by, by the way, so we've already got a sucking wound down here on the border. Agents already are not on the field. They're, they're administratively processing legal. That's what they've turned into. And mm. agents are very upset. I don't know if you saw the, Raul Ortiz, who's the director of the Border Patrol, mm. he got an earful here about two weeks ago. Do you, I don't know if you saw that video. His agents literally were, were... I did. I do recall that. Yeah, and, and he couldn't contain them. And the answer is these are patriots. 
These are Americans that look at the Constitution and say, we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And Raul Ortiz, who, by the way, is from Del Rio, Texas. We're, there you go. We're mighty disappointed in, in, in the way he's uh, turned out. And, uh, and, and we're going to call everybody out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that guy's, a, I think, a couple of years younger after me, graduated, and had high hopes when he took over uh, Border Patrol. But, um, you know, he's done an about face and, and, and took the blue pill. Mm. So, so here we are. But, yeah, the, the answer is the border is critical even during during this ukraine crisis uh we're susceptible and we have to be careful with that absolutely folks uh raul we need to take a short break and uh folks we're going to be back i'm going to i have one more uh border related question and then we're going to go the opposite end what's a question that he was prepared for but nobody has brought up so we're going to stretch his brain a little bit y'all stay tuned we'll be right back go to reyes the number four texas.com reyes for texas.com check it out we'll be right back all right folks we are back we are in the studio with uh, raul reyes uh, born in Del Rio, Texas. That's a and, good way to roll your R's. That's good. Oh, listen, man. That's uh, I've been proud of that since I was born. I was born. I can roll my R's and wiggle my ears. I have to say my name twice. I say Raul Reyes, and then people kind of go, "What?" And I say Raul. Raul. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> By the way, the Guns and Rose, Roses intro is amazing. I, every time it pops up, I'm. That doesn't get your blood boiling. I don't know what does. It's uh, that and a little coffee, and we're it's Friday, by the way. That's even right. It work better. So, so um, speaking of getting your blood moving, you had a uh, just recent endorsement from uh, one of my favorite musicians. Oh Lord, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uncle Ted Nugent last night uh, came on board, and uh, he he had endorsed us in the congressional race, and we we you know we just hadn't gotten together or anything, but so proud of that. I mean, this is a a warrior for liberty and freedom. And, and if you watch, you know, Spirit of the Wild, his show, and, mm-hmm. uh, oh, uh, her name is Shemaine, or I think that's her His, his wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, his wife. Yeah. They're both amazing. Uh, they love Texas. They love freedom. And we're happy to have him on board. And we'll have that post up on our Facebook page here in, in the next 20 or 30 minutes. So, yeah, Uncle Ted is on board with us. You know we're doing something right. So. That's good. And he also endorsed uh, Alan West, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Alan right. West. And uh, he's got a few other folks that he's endorsed. But, you know, this goes to the grassroots. This goes to at the heart of Texas and fighting for liberty and freedom and 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 gun rights and, and you know, our Second Amendment not being infringed. So, you know, uh, Ted Nugent is profound you know just a fighter for the second amendment and uh so we 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 love him and we thank him for it and we're glad he's on board all right let's go back to the border i saw a video that i don't know it was part disturbing and part it made me it gave me a whole bunch of questions but there was a video i saw came out a month ago or so and it was your regular nighttime crossing in the the boat in the inflatable um, boat coming across and there were some citizens on our side on the bank who threw a grappling hook onto that boat you've yep. got a cartel guy on the boat yep he's right there 
I thought the border was in the middle of the river. I didn't know. I don't know. Is it a dry foot, wet foot thing like we had in like we had in Florida? Yeah, you know, Cubans, seventy yeah. years ago or seventy years ago, back <laughs> in the seventies. Um, is it that kind of thing? Why? Why is it your average citizen sees those? And and you do, one of the questions like, well, why doesn't the guard just reach over and grab that dude? Or why aren't we standing in the water? Or why can we not grab the grappling? Why can we not grab that boat when it hits our shore? What those are the questions that normal people have when we see that, and we go, what? that just makes so much sense. So walk me through that. Yeah. So this goes back to maybe uh, back in April. Uh, when, when the Haitians were coming in in large force, there's another video out in Del Rio, and, and guess who was extending his hand out? Uh, it was the county sheriff, a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Joe Frank. You know, uh, we, you grew up in Del Rio, you know all these families, but, you know, he, he was trying to be helpful to people that were sort of falling in the water, and, 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 but, but, the, but the guard and the DPS all out there, and, or, or even civilians that are throwing... Those folks need to be arrested, and that goes back to the laws that are not being enforced. I mean, anytime you uh, assist in those matters, you're you're breaking the law. But the rules of engagement right now, and and Alan West tells a great story of he was out there in at night, and across the river somebody screams or you know people are coming over, and and the lights get turned on on turned on on our side so they can see where to go. And so it's this assistance that's happening on our side of the border. We're not enforcing that either. Uh, and it goes back to capacity. Look, uh, D- DPS has been down there in large force, and so has the guard. But if the rules of engagement that Texas has laid out is based on fear of what the federal government is going to do to us, we're in trouble because it all goes back to Arizona versus U.S. Remember that uh, Jan Brewer, the former governor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they, they sued the U.S. government, and, and the courts got it all wrong. And, but, but those were not under invasion-like uh, uh, environments. We are now under an invasion. I'm sure that if we test those laws again, uh, it would be on the sovereign state of Texas to be able to defend itself. But we, we've got lukewarm, uh, I call them squishy Republicans. A lot of people know them as rhinos in, in Austin. And, and, folks, that's why, that's why Raul Reyes is trying to get to the Senate. We're trying to push for the sovereignty of Texas to be defended. The Constitution is based on 50 united, and I always do these air quotes, Mm. these United United States. And there are are constitutional, you know, adhered to rights that are ours. They're just given to us by God. And we are abdicating those to the federal government who is now involved in Ukraine. And I, look, that's a serious business in Ukraine because what happens is it leaves us here defenseless it already doesn't want to defend the border the federal government and so what is texas going to do are we just going to take it in the shorts i don't think so folks I mean, so we need to do something the senate is one of the most powerful legislative bodies up there dan patrick you know is in charge of the senate and um you know he wants yes guys yes people that go in there and will do what he needs and the answer is look we'll work with uh, dan patrick but we're not going to work for dan patrick and it's time that texas sends some warriors up there to you know, just to ask a million questions. And the big one is, why are we doing it like this? What, mm. I mean, we have a constitutional right to defend ourselves, and we need to start uh, looking for ways to do that.
All right, let's take this to the opposite end. You've had a few minutes. Um, is there anything that you kind of prepared for? Because I know you're gonna if you decide to run for office, you're gonna have to take a look. You, at some point, you're saying right, you're gonna sit down with your friends and say, "All right, what are the questions people are gonna ask you?" And you need to be you need to be working through those. Is there one that you worked on that either no one's asked or it's just like you you thought it was important but nobody else did anything like that? I know that's a weird question. Oh, uh, that is a weird question. I, I think when we sat down, look for for me, any question anybody asks, you know, I'm passionate about defending Texas, so it naturally comes based on I'm from Del Rio and. And, you know, I ran a previous election where I, I really believe Bear County affected it overnight, very much like Trump in five different states, mm-hmm. uh, votes for conservatives because they, they don't want me on this border. But no, I, I, I mean, I, I never. I, there nothing's, there, no, nothing's, I've got nothing. Uh, I've got nothing. I, I've never, never had anything. I mean, if I had some skeletons, I'd be like, well, I'd be worried about something, I guess. But, yeah. uh, well, we all, everybody's got some skeletons, but, you know, those are college days, I think. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We, we get a couple of buys on those. I, we found out something uh, recently. Um, oh, no. <laughs> we, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is actually more recent. Um, you used some really derogatory terminology that caused a bunch of snowflakes to just Fall melt. apart. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. And I heard about it, and I wasn't there, and I went, oh, Raul, what am I going to have to take back? Oh, man, I can't believe this. I like you so much. And so someone then sent me the video and audio of where you actually used. And, folks, he used this term before, and we didn't warn you, so here's a warning a uh, snowflake warning. It's it's the S word. Karen, Karen alert. Yeah, Karen yeah. Alert. Karen alert. It's the S word. Squishy. <laughs> yeah. I have now found out that the word squishy, and I think the other one was spineless. Is that the other word? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody uses feckless, and people go, "What, what, the, what, what the, is a feck? What's a feck? And what, and what, what, what how, how, less, how less? How less feck can you be? <laughs> and so I, just, I I use the word uh, squishy Republicans because they have no backbone. Right. And uh, that's the problem is, at, personally, I think a lot of these folks are insurge uh, Democrats. They figured out how to run in the Republican Party. Look, yep. if you're waking up and realize why is Texas a mess and a lot of the conservative values haven't been passed or, or, or ad- adhered to, I mean, even the Republican Party planks, I mean, these people are just blowing them off. And the answer is you're either not a Republican and uh, or you, you're a squishy Republican. <laughs> you know, you're, you have no backbone. I don't know what you could use feckless, but then... Feckless. Yeah, I, I have to look that it up. It just sounds like something Hillary Clinton would use, and I'm just, or somebody up there in DC. I'm then making sense. <laughs> it, to it's me. not a word I, no. not a word I use. Okay, I got a, uh, a question for you on my uh, signal. Uh, this is from my uh, secret squirrel friend. I'll read it straight as she has written it. Will Raul introduce legislation that will ban genital mutilation, chemical transition, and the brainwashing, and arrest those that do? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we were we were calling for a special session early on to take care of this. And and of course, the, um, you know, to fight the mandated vaccine uh, that was coming down from the federal government. Mm -hmm. Of course, it fell on deaf ears because uh, nobody in Washington, in Austin wants to do anything about those. And look, here's the So the answer is absolutely. And and that's where we're going. You know, the border elections, um, we're going to fight mutilation of our children. I mean, that's a, a travesty. And I think the one child that's uh, sort of been at the spotlight of this whole uh, mess is, you know, just two parents were divorced and one of them thinks he's a, a different girl. gender. Yeah, girl. A younger family. Yeah, yep. and, and, and I mean, what happens when that child turns 18, 20 and, and 
has been mutilated and said, I never was, I mean, was going to be a girl. And it's a sad state of affairs. But here's the worst part. Republicans are in charge. and 19 it, years. Yeah, 19 they, years. Yeah, and, and, and they don't want to have this conversation. This is why, by, by the way, Matt, I wanted to point out, I mean, they can't win on, on policy because I always throw this at my opponents. But they won't take a stand, you see. And so what do they do? They, they In the next four days, I have no doubt it'll be even more worse because people are getting texts out there that I'm a liar and that I did this. None of that is true. Uh, and they're trying to disparage a, a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel with six meritorious service medals as if it's okay. And the answer is we don't usually bring that up because we, we keep our head to the grind. But but to answer your question, we would do that uh, that and a lot of other things. We would push the Senate to take a vote on this. And because what happens is they often don't want to do a vote because they don't want to highlight who's the rhinos, you see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and if you send Raul there, we're going to make sure we get a vote. And if not, we'll be the bully pulpit that they don't like. Because if we're going to do battle against Democrats and they're communist socialists now, you're going to have to get rid of squishy Republicans. By the way, I said that at a Kerrville uh, event here. And one of my, my opponents just flat out had a meltdown. And... You know, his, his name's not Lamar Lewis. I, I won't tell you who he is. <laughs> and, um, but I asked him if he knew who Donald Trump was because uh -huh. uh, Donald Trump has used much, much heavier words than squishy Republicans. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's the problem. We have squishy Republicans in Austin who won't do anything about gender mutilation, about the border, about our elections. I mean, look, these are the people who lowered the felony penalty to a misdemeanor. Yeah. And then they're running around. Uh, Andy Murr still trying to justify this. And oh, yeah, the, the, the bottom line is uh, we're going to call anybody out who doesn't do what we're supposed to do or else Texas is going to go blue, folks. And let me tell you why, because Republicans are going to sit out and they're going to stop voting because they're tired of sending people up there that don't have the backbone to do what they said they were going to do. So you send me there, we're going we're gonna to go in swinging and trying to get things done. Yeah, it, is, it just gets so frustrating. Those of us who actually go to the Capitol and are engaged during the legislative session, we, when it comes to campaign season and we see everything the incumbents are saying and, yeah. and then everything that the, uh, the, the challengers are saying that are, in many cases, they're not going to be able to do that, but they're going to say it. You know, I've heard a couple of candidates say, well, we're going to bring prayer back to the classroom. And I just, you know, that sounds really great, but it, it, it's. It, got, yeah. So Dan Patrick now is taking on this gender mutilation thing. Along oh, now? With, with, with camp no, and this goes to your point. It's, it's, we're like four days out and I think they know they're in trouble. Look, incumbents are, they're in a world of hurt here because. You can thank a guy like Donald J. Trump, who literally has awakened the masses and said, you got a problem in the media, you got a problem with Democrats, and hey, by the way, you have a problem with Republicans, Yeah, because they're not who they say they are, and I can't get anything done because of them. And so again, we're going to, you can't go do battle with Democrats, because that's the, you know, that's what they're saying now. They're, oh, listen, in November, we're going to beat Beto O'Rourke. I'm like, you better get through the primaries first, because- yeah. Uh, people are a little unhappy what's happening and leadership up there. Uh, they just have failed to act. I, I can tell you one thing. If the governor or the lieutenant governor wanted to solve these problems, it would happen immediately overnight. They'd call a special session. It's unfortunate that I have to look at a guy like Ron DeSantis as an example of what Ugh, we need to be doing. I know. Because he's doing tit for tat. And by the way, they leave Florida alone now. 
They leave yeah. Florida alone now because uh, they legislate against that. And the 10th Amendment allows us to be our own sovereign state, something we've forgotten or we have Democrats running the boat here. And that's not a good thing. All right. Give us a, we're running a little over time. Give us a, a short closing. This is your last chance uh, at the Hill Country Patriot to talk to my listeners. So uh, wrap it up in a minute and uh, leave your leave your best, hardest hitting message for them. <laughs> well, the one thing I would say to folks is, look, we've got a chance. There's 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 warriors out like myself who, you know, we woke up one day in our hearts and in our minds. We said that this, the country is is at stake here and it goes by way of texas and if we're going to save the country we've got to save texas you've got to stop listening to the false prophets that say that you know they're the best thing in november right now we got to get through the the primaries with the best conservatives grassroots constitutionalists and people who are unabashedly christian who are not afraid to say we've removed god from the government and we need to put him back in because we've lost our way and all these issues we have here are incumbent on leadership and of course us the voters sending the right people uh, to Austin to clear out that swamp what you're gonna hear in the next four days is a barrage of lies and and this is how they do it they they don't want you to have a true conservative voice a representative imagine that a real representative for you in Austin and they're gonna try to degrade us don't let them go out and vote you have one more day today and uh, on Tuesday again and so I want to thank everybody for having me here, Matt, as well. And, of course, I've been here with Harley and a few other folks before. God bless you. Get out and vote. This is when you need to grab everybody you know. Go grab Grandma, Grandpa, and uh, take them to the vote and, and make it happen. That's right. All right, uh, Raul, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll all be uh, up with you uh, late Tuesday night, I'm sure, and into the wee hours of Wednesday morning. And uh, so thank you again for coming in, and thank you for deciding to run. Yes, sir. God bless you and everybody. Thank you. And, uh, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, if you have your Founders Bible, I know a lot of you do, and you follow along when I read from it, I'm going to be coming back uh, uh, on page 999. Who was that politician, that 999? That was uh, presidential. Oh, yes. I'm going to get in trouble for not remembering the name. 999, page 999, it's with Ecclesiastes 3, and it's called A Time to Fight. I think you're going to enjoy this, a little bit of history and some inspiration. Y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Uh, Uncle Ted bringing us in on the fourth quarter on a Friday. Uh, man, can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I get to, uh, I'm on the uh, early ballot board and something Sunday. I'll be looking at uh, at uh, uh, mail-in ballots all Sunday afternoon. And uh, But uh, it's going to be a great weekend. The last weekend before the primary election. I hope that you get some folks knocking on your door this weekend and by the way thanks to harley and all the other uh dozens of people out there who were yelling herman kane at the radio um there's this thing i used to say that it was the 70s were rough on me but now i just say it's a live mic there are things there are things that happen to your brain in front of a live mic that are completely inexplicable 
And uh, so Herman Cain was Mr. 999, and that's where I'm going right now and going to be reading to you uh, from this uh, Ecclesiastes. Um, it's the uh, accompanying article for Ecclesiastes 3, which has the uh, there's a time for everything. So um, there is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven, a time for war in a time for peace. In the 1770s, the Reverend John Peter Gabriel Muhlenberg pastored two churches in Woodstock, Virginia. One was an English-speaking Episcopal church, and the other was a German-speaking Lutheran church. He was also a member of the Virginia legislature. In January 1776, he was attending the legislative session in Williamsburg, and war with Great Britain was looming on the horizon. Boston had been blockaded by the British Navy. Charleston burned. Lexington and Concord attacked. Public stores of gunpowder seized in Virginia. And the Battle of Bunker Hill was fought. He returned from the home from the state capital to his churches. And on January 21, 1776, stood in his pulpit and delivered what was to become his farewell sermon. He recounted the crisis then facing America, reminding them how America had been founded in pursuit of religious and civil liberties, and that they were now in danger of losing those liberties. He concluded with these words. In the language of Holy Writ, there was a time for all things a time to preach and a time to pray, but those times have passed away. Then in a loud voice, he pointed to verse 8, declaring, there's a time to fight and that time has now come. He then bowed his head and offered a dismissal prayer, but instead of following his usual custom of going off to the vestry room after his sermon, he began to disrobe in front of the congregation, when he finally shed his clerical robes, he stood before them in the full uniform of a military officer. He descended the pulpit, weapons in hand, and marched to the back of the church, reminding his parish parishioners that if they did not get involved and protect their liberties, they would have no liberties left to protect. I'm, I'm just going to read that again reminding his parishers that if they did not get involved and protect their liberties, they would have no liberties left to protect. Outside the church, Pastor Muhlenberg ordered drummers to beat for recruits. Some 300 men from his two congregations joined him that day, becoming the 8th Virginia Regiment. Muhlenberg went on to become one of America's highest-ranking military officers Finishing the revolution as a major general, one of only 19 officers in the Continental Army to achieve that rank. He participated in the major battles of Brandywine, Germantown, Monmouth, Stony Point, and Yorktown. And if you tour Valley Forge today, you can still see the Muhlenberg Barracks, the small cabins built by his parishers in their attempt to survive that brutal winter. In the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol, Pastor Muhlenberg appears on horseback alongside George Washington and his other generals in the massive painting of the surrender of the British at Yorktown. He is also one of the select group of individuals who has been honored with an individual statue at the U.S. Capitol. 
Now, Peter had a brother who was also a minister, the Reverend Frederick Augustus Muhlenberg. So it's Peter and Fred, pastor of a church in New York City. Frederick was critical of his brother's involvement and strongly opposed what Peter had done, telling him, you would have acted for the best if you had kept out of this business from the beginning. I now give you my thoughts in brief. I think you are wrong in trying to be both soldier and preacher together. However, Peter replied with some strong thoughts of his own. I am a clergyman, it is true, but I am a member of society as well as the poorest layman, and my liberty is as dear to me as to any man. Shall I then sit still? Heaven forbid it. I am called by my country in its defense. The cause is just and noble, and so far I am from thinking that I act wrong. I am convinced it is my duty so to do, and duty I owe to God and my country. Peter understood that if he did not get involved, he could not protect what was important to him. Frederick, however, was unconvinced. But in 1777, the British arrived in New York City. Of the 19 churches in the city, they burned 10 to the ground. They also drove Frederick from his own church and desecrated the building. Frederick thus found himself rethinking his position, and like his brother, he too decided to get involved. He became a significant political leader in Pennsylvania and then was elected the first speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, where he was instrumental in framing the Bill of Rights. In fact, his signature is one of the only two that appears on that document. That would be the Bill of Rights. A large painting of him hangs in the Speaker's lobby of the U.S. House in honor of his role as America's first speaker. These two pastor brothers were instrumental in helping America secure both its civil and religious liberties, understanding that there is indeed a time to fight. So I love these stories of the founding and how many of us are you're either you're either a uh, you're either a Peter or a Fred, right? I mean, you're at some point you're, we're both we're all going to fight. We're going to defend our liberties at some point. Right now, there's some people out ahead on that. We're just waiting for the rest of you to join. That's all we're doing. Stand up, fight. You can get your start in this fight by voting in the primary. Please, let's not have another ten percent primary. I think that's probably what it's going to be, but let's let's see if locally we can raise that number to much higher. Kerr County's numbers uh, in early voting, in fact, Kerr County's voters' numbers are great. Um, Fredericksburg, uh, Gillespie County tends to fall in with the statewide average, so we do good when everybody else in the state does, does good. But uh, I'm proud of Kerr County. Whatever you all have been doing down there, in turning out the vote, you do a great job. Keep it up right now. Get through this um, last bit here. Man, it's the uh, the the uh, um, light at the end of the tunnel. Is I think we're seeing it. I do have a, uh, Angela will be in here Monday. I think Nubia Divine is also going to join us on Monday. And um, folks, there you go. It's uh, another weekend coming along. 
be nice to the tourists for crying out loud. Got special uh, requests. Uh, Judy, uh, many of you know our good friend Judy. She had surgery this morning. Um, she is already out and in recovering. So please play, pray for Judy as she recovers from her surgery. And Carol, who's um, Car- please pray for Carol. She's on the road and uh, her dealing with issues with her husband, and and uh, she just needs safe travels for the next week. And and Lord, cover her husband John and Gordon and Rachel. I talked to Rachel yesterday. They're getting better, but they still need prayers. Y'all stay tuned. See you Monday.